We pick up on Kafket Amad Bet, uh, 28b, a short introduction. Uh, the Mishnah had said uh, a, a non-Jewish Khamates uh, that uh, had, had lasted throughout Pesach, uh, it was allowed by, uh, it was allowed to get benefit from by a Jew. Uh, but if it was Jewish Khamates that, uh, that, that, we, that, Continued throughout Pesach, uh, you weren't allowed to do that. Uh, it quoted a verse: "Lawyer uh, lachas," or you're not allowed to see uh, uh, this this leaven in your borders. That was on on Amud Aleph, uh, and then we went into discussion about a three way machloket. Uh, what uh, the prohibition of uh, of chametz actually is, uh, we had said uh, that Rabbi Huda had Rabbi Huda holding the most strict view. He says uh, on Pesach itself, uh, chametz is forbidden both via, via negative commandment and also you will be liable for karet. Uh, if you have chametz on Pesach, if a Jew owns chametz on Pesach uh, or, or benefits from it, uh, then we had. Rabbi Shimon, uh, who had said uh, before and uh, and after Pesach, uh, that is before I from from twelve o'clock erev uh, Pesach to to the actual uh, festival itself, uh, and after Pesach, he said that was uh, a uh, not even a negative commandment on Pesach itself. He agrees with uh, Rabbi Huda that uh, it's a negative commandment, and you'll get carried. And then we had the most lenient opinion, Rabbi Yosa Galili, who says no even getting benefits from uh, from Pesach uh, from Chametz on Pesach would be allowed uh, and he said the only prohibition uh, for that would really be uh, eating it you're not allowed to eat uh, Chametz on Pesach and we'd had uh, a discussion about uh, you know how, how what the rabbi where we learned it from uh, Rabbi Huda we brought three verses uh, in terms of his uh, his sources we'd see we'd seen how the other rabbis uh, dealt with us okay so uh, we, we pick up uh, Amama it's a bit of a recap here. Uh, and how do you know that if you eat chametz uh, on Pesach from the sixth hour and onwards, you are liable for a negative commandment? Uh, you're not allowed to have any bread, uh, eat any bread uh, or any chametz uh, over there. That was Rabbi Huda. We said he compared that uh, to the uh, the the sacrificing of the the Pesach offering uh, that was the Rabbi Huda. Amalor uh, Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says, "How could you even say such a thing?" We already had another verse. Lo tochal alav chametz shivatimim tochal alav matzot. There is a connection uh, between the uh, the two uh, parts of the pasuk where it says uh, you're not allowed to eat chametz, and seven days you have to eat matzot, uh, which we, yesterday we had referred to uh, was was. Essentially saying that uh, the the minute that chametz uh, uh, the the minute that you are uh, have to would uh, have to eat matzah, i only the night of uh, first night Pesach. From then, that's when chametz is forbidden. But up until that time, uh, would be fine. That was Rabbi Shimon's view. All right. So now the Gemara comments uh, on that. Rabbi Huda, Shapakamalei Rabbi Shimon. What does Rabbi do? Yehuda do with that? Seems to make a lot of sense with Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Huda, Amalach. Uh, he would say, Ahi uh, bizman He said that uh, no. Uh, what is my? What is the pasuk uh, coming to tell you? Uh, that uh, seven days you have to eat chametz. Uh, uh, I mean matzah, and you're not allowed to have chametz. He said no. Even these days. 
uh, even after the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, uh, we do no longer, uh, unfortunately, have a Korban Pesach itself, uh, but still we have to eat Matzah, uh, even though we haven't got a Korban Pesach, because you might have thought uh, in the previous Pesach could compare the Korban Pesach uh, to eating Matzah. You might think that because we don't have a Korban Pesach, you wouldn't be able to eat Matzah. No, uh, therefore, even today, uh, you would need to eat uh, Matzah. Uh, as well, that is uh, th- that was his uh, view uh, in terms of that. Rabbi Shimon lekovo chovam inale, and and uh, how does Rabbi Shimon know this law that uh, it applies? Eating matzah even applies after the destruction of the Beit Hamikdash. Nafkale mi be'erev tochlu. It says he on on the on the first month on the fourteenth of the month, and it says be'erev uh, in the evening uh, you should eat it, uh, and uh, until the twenty first day in the evening it says. Uh, you know that that's what he says. So the the it talks about the dates of uh, of Pesach and it doesn't uh, doesn't tie to the Korban Pesach. Okay, Rabbi Huda, uh, what does Rabbi Huda work out from this? Uh, he learns it out from a person uh, that is uh, far away from the temple or else who is Tame. Uh, that kind of person, as we're going to see later on in our Masechet, uh, is going to have to bring uh, what's known as a Pesach Shani. He has to come on the on the 14th of Iyar, uh, a month later after Pesach Rishon. Uh, he has to have Pesach Shani brings another uh, korban uh, and uh, he brings a korban if he missed the first one because it's uh, uh, he he was you know far away from the temple or else he was tame at the time uh, therefore so he, you know that, that type of person uh, even if you can't bring uh, the pesach uh, offering itself, uh, you might think, uh, you know, you might have thought, well, but Pesach, this person is not eating the Pesach uh, on Pesach Rishon, on the, on the 15th of Nisan, uh, maybe he doesn't have to eat uh, Matzah and Maror on those nights, uh, the, the, on, the, on Seder night with everyone else, even though he can't eat the Korban Pesach, he still eats Matzah and Maror. Uh, Rabbi Shimon bouncing back to him. Uh, where does he learn that from? He says, Tame, No, you don't need a pasuk for uh, someone that is Tame or excluded because he's on a far away, uh, he's uh, away from Jerusalem, he's not in Jerusalem uh, at the time. Uh, he's not uh, no worse than an uncircumcised person or uh, a person who, Ben Nechar, literally a, a, a person um, uh, is, uh, is, you know, like a an alien that is, uh, you know, Ben Nechar. It could be that uh, actually he's uh, a person who's estranged himself from, from Hashem. Dictive. Vachol Aral. Uh, it says, uh, the Pasuk says, any uh, uncircumcised person, it can't eat the Korban Pesach. Uh, it says, you're not allowed to eat it. Uh, specifically it, it, they can't eat Aval. They still can eat Matzah and Maror. So even though you're uncircumcised, uh, you still do not lose the mitzvah of Matzah and Maror. Uh, you're just not allowed to eat the Korban Pesach itself. Rabbi Huda says, uh, you know, 
bouncing back now to Rabbi Huda. Uh, still, you didn't need to do it, but you know we we write it uh, in both of those contexts. Okay, that's uh, that, that's what he says. Maybe you didn't need it, but anyway, uh, we do it. All right. So uh, the, the whole thrust of of this brighter actually, we said, who does our mission go like? It doesn't go like any of these opinions. And then it went, and that's what we've been discussing the last little while. Uh, the last almost amud. Uh, what what are the differences uh, between the different opinions? Where they get it from? Etc. And now we return to that question. Mani um, Manditin, exactly who does our mission go like? I Rabbi Huda, if it goes like Rabbi Huda, Chameitz Stama Kamar. You know, it, it says he just taught Chameitz. Uh, he didn't say uh, if you know belongs to a Jew or belongs to to not to not to a Jew. Okay, I feel the guy. It would seem to be that even uh, a, a non-Jew, right? Uh, you're not even allowed to get benefits from a non-Jew. That's uh, that's what um, uh, Rabbi Huda says. He just talked about Chameitz in general. He didn't specify Jewish owned Chameitz, non-Jewish owned Chameitz. So according to him, uh, you know, he said, and before Pesach starts, uh, twelve o'clock to like let's say six o'clock on Erev Pesach. After come after Pesach is finished, uh, if that uh, you, you know you wouldn't be able to do it. He says and it doesn't he doesn't differentiate between a Jew and a non-Jew. So it can't go like him because our Mishnah clearly differentiated non-Jewish chametz would be fine. Uh, Jewish chametz no good. Okay, so fill it again. So I Rabbi Shimon it can't go like Rabbi Shimon. Israel Nami Mishra Kashari because Rabbi Shimon said uh, you know before and after chametz is not a negative commandment. I uh, even if uh, the Jew, uh, Jew kept over chametz uh, over Pesach, uh, still after uh, Pesach it would be fine. Obviously not on uh, Pesach itself, but uh, but after chametz it would be fine. So can't go like Rabbi Shimon, and definitely the Rabbi Yosef Galili can't go like Rabbi Yosef Galili. I feel it as mano. Even in the middle of Pesach, uh, he says Nami Mishra Kashari Bana. You would even be able to get benefit uh, from it even during the middle of Pesach. So Mishra can't go like any of these three opinions um, because it quite clearly differentiates uh, between um uh, a Jew and a non-Jew, and also, uh, you know, that Chomesh Shavar, I love Pesach. It definitely can't be uh, on on Pesach itself. So, uh, so we can have two answers as to who it goes like. Amar Rav Achaba Yaakov, Rav Achaba Yaakov is the first one. Lolam Rabbi Hudahi. He says actually our Mishnah goes like Rabbi Huda. Vialefs or Dachila misorda Ria. And what does he learn? He learns out uh, eating chametz uh, to seeing chametz. Uh, that that. That's, that's the way he learns it out, and the way it's written, mas or deria, uh, the same way as we had in our Mishnah, uh, it can't be seen uh, by you. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, uh, it, it, as long as it's not, as long as it's not yours, yours you can't see. We have had this drosha uh, before. If you can see, if it belongs to a non-Jew or if it belongs to Hashem, right? I, it, it belongs to the high one. I Hashem. I it is uh, sacrif- uh, consecrated chametz, uh, right? Uh, so if it's chametz, if it is consecrated chametz, uh, you would actually be allowed to to do it. So he says uh, similarly, afsor uh, So the same thing about eating uh, this chametz uh, that was owned by a Jew after Pesach uh, If you were the one that owned it, uh, then that's uh, you know you can't have it, all right? You're not allowed that. That's fine. Aval. Uh, Atah ochel, 
Shalacharim v'shal gavua. But uh, if it was your friend that uh, kept chametz over Pesach, or uh, it was Hektish's chametz uh, that that uh, stayed over Pesach, uh, that would be fine uh, according to Rav Achava Yaakov. And he says, "Vidinu di ibay lei lemitna dafilu bachila namishari." And uh, if it's non-Jewish chametz. Uh, it actually would be fine. It should be fine uh, in terms uh, of that after Pesach. Vadi detanei Israel asubana. But uh, we taught, uh, you know, in order to get the the full strength uh, across of the rabbi's view, uh, what we say is that, or Rabbi Huda's view, um, we say that um, uh, even if it, uh, even if a uh, uh, you're not allowed to get benefits from a Jew's Jew's own chametz, uh, a Jewish own chametz after Pesach. Uh, so therefore, he also taught that you could get benefits uh, from it. But really, he even could have taught that you could eat it uh, after Pesach. So that's that's the difference. That was why, um, you know, what we had misunderstood, we had not misunderstood, but we had trouble fitting it in in terms of Rabbi Huda. He just phrased it that way, just for stylistic purposes. And also, the, you could have uh, taught it, uh, you could have got benefit from this chametz of a non-Jew, even in the middle of Pesach. Okay, muta. Ibalahu lemitna afilu. But talks man or muta bahana. You could have got benefit even in the middle of kamaitz, uh, middle of Pesach, with from this non-Jew. Adi tani Israel lachas mano. But uh, but then really what it says uh, taught that you can't get benefit from Jewish kamaitz, Jewish owned kamaitz in the middle of Pesach. Uh, so too tani nami legoi achas mano. So it really taught for stylistic purposes uh, that uh, it was after. Uh, Pesach itself that uh, you know that only after Pesach so really that is uh, uh, that's what we do we understand uh, though that it does follow Rabbi Huda's opinion uh, and it just as we said for these uh, stylistic purposes he phrased it differently but really uh, that is his view okay that is uh, Rav Achaba Yaakov's uh, understanding of it and um uh, the the next part, Amar Rava Amar, uh, second understanding uh, is Rava's. Lolam Rabbi Shimon he. No, the Mishnah does not go like Rabbi Huda. It actually goes like Rabbi Shimon. Uh, you know, and uh, we had a problem with that. Why? Because uh, Rabbi Shimon said that a Jew could get benefits before and after Pesach. No problem. Um, you know, even though it's been uh, owned by a Jew during Pesach, our Mishnah said uh, that wouldn't be allowed. How do we get out of that? Uh, Rabbi Shimon Knasa Kanis. Uh, because Rabbi Shimon seems to 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 say that uh, that you the reason that you not allowed to well not Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Shimon would allow it. However, it's the rabbis that came along. Our Mishnah says uh, we punish you. The rabbis came and they said we're going to impose a fine uh, upon you. It's a penalty uh, about this, this Jew that uh, kind of uh, fragrantly uh, kept chametz uh, throughout that time. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's you're not allowed to do it. Um, in terms of that, so therefore, uh, because you uh, violate this Balirai uh, Pasuk, uh, it says uh, you've, uh, you know, Balimatse uh, Pasuk, so, you know, and uh, therefore the rabbi said uh, 
uh, you can't get benefit from him. Really, from a Torah perspective, uh, it would be fine. Uh, but the rabbis were the ones that uh, said, listen, you can't, uh, you can't use it. Okay, so it's a rabbinical punishment. That's why it follows Rabbi Shimon. Right, so now the, 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 uh, the Gemara mentions this, uh, you know, discusses it a bit, uh, a bit now. Vishlam and Rava, we can understand, according to Rava, i.e. explanation two, Hanukhtani, Shal Yisrael, Asur, because then in the Mishnah said that if it belongs to the Jew, uh, it's, it's not allowed. Uh, because you can't see it. That's exactly what our Mishnah said, uh, and that's exactly what was supported uh, by Rav Aziu. But according to Rav Achab Yaakov, you know, so that's uh, really, uh, it should have said as follows, it should have talked in the case of eating, because Rav Achab Yaakov said our Mishnah goes like Rav Yehuda, and he says that uh, you, you can't get benefit from Chameitz that was owned by a Jew during Pesach. It should have said you're not allowed to eat it. Uh, that was exactly where Rabbi Huda uh, learned uh, the, the issue is that you're not allowed to eat it. Uh, not, not that you're not allowed to see it. Uh, that was much more following uh, this uh, uh, the second opinion, Rabbi's opinion. So how do you deal with that? Uh, the Gemara says no. Misvarat uh, is it really so that you think this is talking about uh, this last part of the Mishnah uh, where it talks about um, getting benefit from, from uh, uh, this Jewish owned Khamates. No, Arash it's talking about the first part of the Mishnah where it talks about the non Jew. Uh, with, and it says Vachi Kama and this is what it's trying to get across Kamet Shogoy Shavar Lava Pesach non-Jewish owned Kamet that uh, has passed through Pesach Mutabana you are allowed to fully get benefit from that Mishim Shimar Lo Yere'e Lecha you're not allowed to see Kamet uh, and it's Lecha uh, specifically Lecha Shecha Yataro'e your own Kamet you're not allowed to see Avalataro'e Shalacherim Vashel Gavua but you can get benefit uh, you can you can uh, have uh, non-Jewish owned chametz or uh, hektish chametz uh, in your house over Pesach because that is not defined as yours. Uh, and we know or mis or And therefore, you know, you, and uh, and we learn out uh, eating it from seeing it. Okay, that's uh, you, it, it. Really, it's it's not just uh, seeing it. It means that you know eating it as well. Some discussion uh, in terms of it. You know, if, if how, how come you'd be allowed to eat? It seems from here, actually, funny enough, that you'd be allowed to eat uh, non-Jewish chametz uh, uh, during Pesach. Uh, the question is, uh, how would you uh, even uh, get there in terms of uh, if, a, if, a, if a Jew, uh, if a non-Jew gives you chametz, surely it becomes yours. Uh, so there is some discussion. People say, well, maybe it's uh, one understanding is that obviously it can't be talking about eating. It's talking about even getting benefits uh, from this non-Jewish chametz during Pesach. Anyway, that's a side issue, uh, which we're not really going to go into much more than that. Uh, anyway, uh, the Gemara continues and says, as the Tamayim, both Rava and Rav Achabayakov go according to their opinions. Didmar. As we have seen, Havachals or Shalgoy Shavar Lava Pesach, if you eat this chametz uh, of a, of a non Jew uh, that is passed through Pesach, uh, you know, it's, it's still there after Pesach. Uh, now, the Divra Rabbi Huda, Rava, the Divra Rabbi Huda, according to Rabbi Huda, Rava Amar Loke. Uh, Rava says uh, that you will get lashed. Uh, Rav Achbe Yaakov Omer Ein Roke. Rav Achbe Yaakov says he is not uh, lashed. Okay, so uh, 
we'll, uh, you know, we understand, how, how do we understand that? Rav Amar Loke, Rav says that according to Rav Yehuda, you would get lashed. Loya Rav Yehuda, Sor Dakila Misorduria, because his view is that Rav Yehuda does not uh, work out, uh, you know, eating it from uh, seeing it. Okay, he learns it out, you know, Lecha, uh, and it's talking about uh, being owned. So therefore, um, you, you would get lashed. Uh, and... Uh, uh, he says, no, you won't get lashed uh, in terms of this. Why? Uh, because you learn you, the, the, the prohibition against eating it uh, is, the, is really learned out from seeing it and that it has to be owned uh, by a Jew uh, in terms of this. And this is non-Jewish owned Kamait. So, so therefore, uh, you, you know, it would be... Uh, you wouldn't be liable for that. All right, for Hadabai, Rav Achav Yaakov, and even uh, interestingly enough, the Gemara says Rav Achav Yaakov uh, he he retracted uh, his opinion. Ma he uh, he, le- he changed his mind. The uh, Tanya, uh, as we learned in a Brata, Ha'achal Chamed Shel Hektish B'Moed. If you eat uh, holy bread, Hektish, uh, uh, it's consecrated Chamed uh, during Pesach. Mal, uh, you have committed Mila. You have committed the sin of misappropriating uh, holy things. Uh, and uh, and the the next opi- the other opinion says you are not uh, guilty of mila. You have not committed the sin of um, misusing it and misappropriating uh, this holy item. Okay, so uh, so really, what we're going to see? How do we understand that? We're going to actually have, I think, five ways of understanding it. And the fourth is the one that's that's going to show that Rav. Arabe Yaakov uh, changed his mind uh, and, and we'll see that in a second uh, or uh, in a few minutes um, alright so first understanding um Man uh, According to let's just uh, you know reiterate again. If you eat chametz um, uh, uh, that it was that was holy, like uh, belonging to the temple, uh, and it's chametz. If you eat it, uh, you are liable for mila. Normally, um, it's it's quite simple to understand this uh, on the face of it, uh, because what we're saying is that uh, the, it's the same. It's following the case of any normal uh, thing that belongs to the Beit Hamikdash. Uh, if you uh, misuse it and you in this case eat it uh, you know that is definitely not leaving it for the Beit HaMikdash uh, if you go ahead and you eat it uh, simply you, you would be liable for Me'ila uh, if you do this kind of thing you'd be liable for Me'ila okay so uh, you know if you, if you uh, and if you did it uh, by mistake then you'd have to bring in a sham uh, a sham ilut, and then you'd have to uh, pay pay money for it you pay an extra uh, uh, repay the temple for it plus add on extra money as a penalty, like an extra fifth, uh, what's known as chamishito, uh, really 25%. Anyway, not going to get into the details. They're not germane uh, for this uh, for now. But uh, th- that is the simple understanding. If you eat the chametz on Pesach, uh, you you know, but you have committed mila because it belonged to the temple. The question is, uh, what is the opinion of uh, of saying that you're not liable for mila? Okay, and that's what the Gemara discusses. Uh, as we said, five answers. Um, man. Who is the one that says you wouldn't be liable for Mela? Um, Rav Yochanan, um, Rabbi Nechunia uh, ben Hakanahi. Uh, it's Rabbi Nechunia ben Hakana. All right, Tanya, uh, as we learned in the Rata, Rabbi Nechunia Hakana Haya, or say it's Yom Kippurim, Kashabat Latashlumim. Rabbi Nechunia ben Hakana said that the, the status of Yom Kippur is the same as Shabbat uh, in terms of um, uh, repaying things, okay, paying. 
uh, like what are we talking about here? We're talking about a, pr- a principle. Uh, I think we mentioned it a few days or weeks ago uh, in terms of Kim Leib de Rabine. Kim Leib de means that if you do something that uh, you would get the death penalty for, uh, um, and, and the classic example, as we're going to see momentarily, uh, is... Uh, do something that breaks a Shabbat, uh, and at the same time, uh, you you also incur a monetary liability uh, for such a thing. Uh, the one of the, the classic examples, not this example that it's going to bring, but one of the classic examples is um, uh, shooting an arrow uh, through a person's uh, shirt, uh, and uh, you know the, the idea is you'd be liable for for um, carrying, uh, but uh, and. Uh, and uh, and then also you'd be liable for a monetary uh, thing of the person's shirt where we say um, actually I suppose killing the person um, uh, and also tearing your shirt you know the the rabbis don't say oh uh, you're liable for the death penalty for killing this person uh, and also you'd be liable for your shirt as well from a monetary perspective we say no uh, when you're liable for the death penalty uh, the death penalty is so great that it kind of overshadows your monetary uh, responsibility and therefore you'd be exempt if it happens at the same time or you know not not the time to discuss it now a much bigger uh, issue uh, but really what we are talking about here uh, is this Rabbi Nechunia ben Hakana and Rabbi Nechunia ben Hakana said that Yom Kippur uh, which punishment if you do it on purpose is karate as opposed to uh, the, you know uh, death by one of the you know I think it's uh, skiller for, for you know would be uh, normal for, for Shabbat it would be skiller uh, for you would get uh, stoned uh, if you would would uh, break Shabbat uh, if you're worn properly, etc., etc. But uh, for Yom Kippur, you would only, in inverted commas, get karet. Okay, and uh, and Rabbi Kuna Ben Akana says uh, even karet, um, uh, you you it's it's karet and uh, monetary obligation. It says that the karet is so strong that it overrides a monetary obligation. So now we understand. If you break Shabbat, uh, you'd be liable. Um, for the death penalty because if you break it on purpose Shabbat on purpose you'd be liable for stoning uh, and therefore you'd be exempt for any monetary you tashlumim uh, repayment uh, that you are due after Yom Kippurim so too even with Yom Kippur mitchayv v'nafsho pato mitushlumim so yeah, you'd get the the you'd be liable for uh, karet, okay, and uh, you know that's also like the death penalty, and therefore you'd be exempt uh, from from paying it. So therefore, what are we saying? Uh, if you eat chametz uh, during Pesach, uh, you should be exempt uh, from other uh, things as well, including mila, okay, because you're going to get karet for eating chametz on Pesach. Uh, you'd be liable. Uh, I mean, you'd be exempt uh, from uh, anything else, including the the. Uh, liability for Mela. Okay, so that's that is uh Rabbi Nuhunya Ben Akana's view. The, that's uh, the idea over there and uh you know that that's uh, the first understanding. Um Rav Yosef Amar, Rav Yosef says no. Uh but put in Klavim, whether you are allowed to redeem uh, sacrifices to feed them to uh, for your own purposes, like for example feeding them to dogs, that is the argument over there. So really, we're talking here about Rabbi Yosef Galili, uh, who, who said that you could get benefits from chametz during Pesach, and really, what you should be able to do, you should be able to get uh, benefits uh, from this uh, chametz because it belongs to Hektesh, but. Uh, 
uh, it's a, the question is uh, the uh, you know what wh- why are you getting uh, benefit from it? Uh, the question is selling it to to a non-Jew. Maybe you'd be able to say you you redeeming it to sell it to a non-Jew. And the issue is um, uh, you know c- could you do that or in, in this case feed it to the dogs? In other words, you're getting uh, benefit from it uh, in 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 some way, uh, and you are redeeming it. Once you start redeeming it, uh, you know w- whether it's got monetary value or not. Uh, that is whether you can redeem it uh, to feed it to dogs, and that is what they are arguing about. Uh, the one says that uh, you you, quite, you can, and the other one says that you can't, and that's one you know why, why you know in in terms of that why uh, you would be the one says you'd be liable for Mila, the one would say you are not liable for Mila, and Mount Amma Mal, and the one says that you'd be liable for Mila, uh, he says Kasava put in etakochim lachlan leklavim. He says. Uh, you, you are allowed to redeem holy things, even if you own private purposes. For example, you could feed it to a dog. Uh, so it's got some kind of uh, monetary value because you, you know, it's, it's saving you some dog food uh, over here. So, so that's what you, you, if you uh, redeem it, um, then you could feed it to a dog. And as a result, uh, you know, it, it's got uh, monetary value. And therefore, once it's got monetary value, you'd be liable for Meila. That is what you are, are doing it because you've misused it. Uh, in terms of, uh, of you know, and the, because it's got monetary value, uh, then you, that's a problem. Okay, Uman Dama Lomal, the one that says, no, there's no such Mila, Kasava and Pudin. And the one that says, as you're not liable for Mila, uh, it's because you can't redeem it uh, for that uh, for that purpose. You can't redeem it for your own purposes, like feeding it to a dog. It could only, uh, it could only be redeemed uh, to make it food for a Jewish person. But uh, because you're not allowed to eat during Pesach, uh, it's got no value at all uh, at this time, and therefore, if you eat uh, this kamait, you know you 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 can't have meila uh, where the value is zero. So therefore, it's not uh, you know you haven't talked you, have, you haven't committed meila. Okay, third understanding. Rav Acha Bar Rava Tani Rav Yosef. Uh, he learned uh, this halacha like Rav Yosef uh, Baha'i Lishna in this uh, with this language. No, maybe even agrees uh, that you're not allowed to redeem this just to feed it to a dog. They're arguing about the following. Something that in theory could in future be worth money uh, and uh, whether it's got monetary value now. Uh, and you, if you lose uh, something which in future could be worth money, uh, is it uh, is that defined as money even now? So really, what what happens is uh, if uh, you know they're arguing about the following thing, <clears throat> even though it may not have any value now, uh, but if you destroy it, you'd have to replace it at a later stage, uh, and and that will cost you money in future. Uh, so really, th- do we say that it's even looked at, even though it's got no uh, real value right now, uh, but in future it could have uh, value? So that. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, according to uh, those really going according to the opinion of really, really Rabbi Shimon, uh, that you can eat this, uh, the chametz after. Um 
Pesach, even if it was owned by a Jew, Manda Amamal, the one that says Yulabo from Ella, Kasava, Adavar Garman Amamun Kamamun Dami. In future, you know, he says that something that is going to be uh, going to cause you a loss at a future stage. Why? Uh, because it's currently got no value, but after Pesach, if you left it as hectic of of, uh, of of Kodesh, you'd be allowed to leave it, uh, but it, it could be eaten after Pesach. And after Pesach, it's got some value. Ah, so it's got a future value. After Pesach, it's got a future value. So we say, we take that into account even now, uh, and therefore you'd be liable uh, for Me'ila. Amanda, I'm a Loma, the one that says, no, you, we, there is no... Uh, there's no ill over there. Kasavar, davar ogam namamon, love kamamon dami. No, we look at it what it's uh, worth now, and because it's worth now, uh, not worth anything. It's worthless now. Uh, so in future, uh, even though after Pesach will be worth something, you don't take that into account right now. Uh, you leave it as is. Okay, um, right, and now we get to the answer, the fourth answer out of, as we said, five answers, but this is the one uh, why we brought this whole discussion, because uh, we said Rav Achaba Yaakov uh, had changed his opinion, and how do we see that? Rav Achaba Yaakov, uh, from, this, from this element of the Brat, he's explaining, again, the Mila or not the Mila. Rav Achaba Yaakov's opinion, he says, everyone agrees that something, even though it's valueless now, uh, is going to have a value in future, it's considered to have a value now. Vahaka Bapluta Drabihuda Rabbi Shimon they're arguing about Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon Kimifli, that's what the argument's about. Manda Abaloma are the one that says there's no Mila Krabihuda he says he goes like Rabbi Huda uh, because he says that you can't get benefit from uh, chametz that was owned by you during Pesach. So therefore it's worthless. Uh, therefore once it's worthless that you can't do me'ila uh, with it because uh, you know that's, it's not going to be worth anything now uh, and it's not worth anything during Pesach and even after Pesach you can't get benefit. So you're committing me'ila with it uh, means it's a zero value uh, throughout. So there's no such concept of me'ila. Amand Amamal Krebi Shimon and the one that says you can do Mila with it is like uh, Rabbi Shimon. So according to him, uh, that because after Pesach you could get benefit from it, uh, it is uh, li- like it's got a monetary value. So even though currently it's worthless, uh, after Pesach it would be uh, worth something, and therefore it, it would be you'd be liable for Mila. Um, okay, Vahai. Um, uh, um, uh, so here's our, uh, our challenge. But then Rav Achaba Yaakov said, "Who the Amar? Rabbi Huda, Yalef Sor Dachila, Misor the Deriya." He says, "Surely Rabbi Huda learns uh, eating chametz uh, uh, from uh, you know seeing it." And we said the same way you're allowed to see uh, non-Jewish bread. So too, in theory, you'd be allowed to eat uh, this non-Jewish bread uh, at least you know after Pesach as well. Uh, and, 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 and you know maybe and therefore uh, if it's if it's holy it should be allowed you know in terms of uh, Rabbi after Pesach, even according to Rabbi Huda. Uh, so, so therefore, Ella had Mahi. So therefore, we should understand that Rabbi Yaakov changed uh, his mind uh, over there in terms of explaining Rabbi Huda like that. And now he actually agrees with Rabbi Rava, who said that uh, um, you know any chametz that uh, is around on Pesach uh, would be forbidden afterwards. Okay, uh, and, uh, and that's. Uh, that is um, uh, that, that's that's the understanding over there. 
Okay, now just finishing off on this last little bit. Ravashi Amar, Ravashi says no. Dukula Amar ain't put in the varagorem the mammon. Love, you know, ain't put in. You're not allowed to uh, redeem it. Sorry, you know, ain't put in. I, I carried on there, but it's ain't put in. Uh, you're not allowed to redeem something just for the sake of the dogs. But varagorem the mammon, love commandment dummy. And he says uh, it takes a view on the opinion. He says anything. Uh, everyone agrees that uh, is not even if it because currently it's worthless and in future it might be worth something uh, that that is not uh, defined as monetary worth uh, therefore they're arguing about Rabbi Yosef and the rabbis the one that says you be liable for Miller uh, he holds like Rabbi Yosef Aglili right uh, and uh, he said in terms uh, of that, it says that you can get benefits uh, from Jewish-owned kamaits, even Jewish-owned kamaits during uh, Pesach. Uh, therefore, it's got uh, some kind of value if you still can get benefit from it. So, therefore, you'd be liable for Meila. Uh, okay, Manda Amalomal Karabanan. And the one that says you have not, uh, you wouldn't uh, be liable for Meila, is the rabbis who said that uh, Jewish-owned kamaits on Pesach itself uh, is, is worthless. Uh, and, uh, you know, even after, if it was after Pesach, that would be one thing, uh, but, but here he says uh, it's only right now that we look at it, we don't look at something uh, in the value in the future. All right, uh, that is uh, that discussion. Now we move on to another big uh, section, another big sugya uh, of uh, mixtures uh, of, uh, of foods. Okay, and this is going to last uh, a while uh, as well. Anyway, we'll get the principles down today. Amar, Amar Rav, sorry, Rav says, Chameitz bismano, ben bimino, ben shlo bimino, asur. In terms of chameitz uh, that gets mixed in uh, with uh, uh, food that would be prohibited, he says, uh, you know, chametz bismano, right? Uh, if it's during its time, i.e., during Pesach itself, uh, where you know it's it's uh, uh, totally forbidden to have chametz. Uh, it says uh, both uh, if you mix in chametz uh, with its own type, i.e., let's say you've got um, uh, uh, wheat uh, or something, you made you made uh, these little matzah type things, and one of those matzahs became chametz. So it's in it's indistinguishable, uh, you know, in its own type. Vein uh, shlobimno. And so you know somehow that you know if it's um mixed uh, with an, another type of of substance as well uh, in both those cases asur uh, it's uh, it it would be uh, totally forbidden right uh, if it's uh, you know because it's pesach uh, it doesn't make a difference whether it's mixed with own type or another type shalob uh, ismano if it's not during pesach time uh, well then bimino asur even if it's own in its own type. Uh, if it's in its own type, then it still is completely forbidden. Shalobi no mutai, but if it's not uh, with its own type, uh, then it is fine. Uh, that that is uh, Rav's uh, view over there. The Gemara says, "Bemarki What are we talking about here? Uh, he says, uh, the question is, there's another factor to continue, uh, I mean, to consider. Uh, we said, min uh, bimino, if it's own type. Uh, and we had, if it's during the time or not. <laughs> so that's, uh, now we have this additional factor, notain uh, tam. Whether or not uh, it, it gives taste, it imparts flavor uh, to the mixture. If it gives a taste into the, the mixture, um, you know, shalob is manor, shalob uh, mutar. If what we say, if it doesn't give a taste, 
um, sorry, if it does give a taste, uh, then the only time it's allowed, um, you know, what we're saying is that, you know, not during its time, and it's mixed with another type of thing, um, uh, is it mutar, you know, surely, you know, why would it be mutar? Uh, because, uh, hi, you have timer, it gives a taste to it. So we say, you know, if it, if it gives taste to it, well, then it, it's never nullified, really, uh, because you can still taste this forbidden item uh, in this thing. So, um, you know, the, the, why would it ever be permitted? So therefore, uh, we must be talking about mashu. So we're saying, yeah, even a tiny amount of kamates, uh, even if it's mixed in with a much larger amount of matzah, kamates bismano, bain bino, bain shlomino, asur. Therefore, what do we say? Uh, if it is kamates uh, during the time of Pesach, uh, it is totally forbidden, whether it's mixed in uh, with other types, uh, even its own types, or something else, uh, it would be Asur, uh, and says, Rav Latame, and Rav goes according to his opinion, um, because he says, the Rav Shmuel, both Rav and Shmuel say, uh, they both agree, call uh, Isra in Shabbat anything that is forbidden from the Torah, Bismano uh, Bamashu, if it's in its uh, specific time, you know, it's, uh, if it's um, uh, in its... Um, Bimino, uh, sorry, not not in its time. Um, Bimino, if it's in its own type, uh, okay, the same type. Bimashu, uh, their view is even the most minute amount uh, is enough to to knock it out. Shlo Bimino. However, if it is in another uh, type of uh, mixture, then we have to to see does it give a flavour or doesn't it give a flavor all right so so therefore it's only if it imparts a flavor to it obviously once it's in its own type you can't talk about imparting a flavor because everything tastes the same and that's why even the most minute amount would be uh, would would knock it out uh, that is um the first understanding that's Rav's thing and in, in, he is holding like himself uh, and it says and Rav Gazar Hamaitz Bismano Shalom uh, Bimino and Rav gave an extra decree uh, really he's the Gazera of Hamaitz uh, in its time I, during Pesach Shalom uh, Bimino even when it's not uh, in its own uh, type, atu uh, bimino, and he said it's the same as uh, you know, it, it's as if it's the same as if it was with its own type. I, you, you're going one level stringent uh, over here because of the the stringency of kamais shlo bismano bimino asu karabihuda. And then he says, uh, because it's so, uh, the, the prohibition against uh, getting benefit from kamates is such so stringent, he said, uh, you know, and that's, that's a problem. And, and really what, what his point is, uh, that uh, uh, not during its time, shalom bismano, bimino, uh, asur. It's only then, uh, you know, if it's not during its time, well, then only if it's in its own uh, own kind, uh, it is asur Rabbi Huda. Exactly what Rabbi Huda says uh, that uh, in, you know, it's it's uh, it's the same as uh, you know, it, it would be um, you know, kamates uh, even after Pesach uh, is is no good over there. So that's it's uh, that's what Rabbi Huda says. It's uh Khamait before and after Pesach uh, we say is uh, is is forbidden. Okay. However, um okay, if it is not with its own type of uh, of of uh, 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 atom, own substance, uh, mutar, then it would be mutar. Uh, and he says, uh, that's obviously 
you know, if it doesn't uh, give taste. Anyway, shelo bismino, shelo bimino, atu mino, kula hayelo gazrinan. And what he doesn't do is make like an uh, extra gazera uh, if it's not during its time, i.e. not during Pesach, and not with its own type. Uh, you, you're not going to get confused uh, with it being its own type. Uh, and he said, therefore, with the kula hayelo gazrinan. So far, he doesn't go and make a decree. Okay, and that's uh, so he says it, unless it, it's giving flavor, then uh, you know it, uh, it would be fine, but we don't say that uh, you know with when uh, it's come out after Pesach, okay, uh, in terms of that. All right, uh, that was Rav's. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel says as well, Chameitz uh, Bismano. Now, what happens with Chameitz uh, during uh, Pesach? He says, Bimino Asur, if it's with its own type, for, totally forbidden. Shalom Bimino, uh, if it's not with its own type, he says Mutar uh, in this in this case. Shalom Bismano, and if it's not during Pesach, Ben Bimino, Ben Shalom Bimino, Mutar, whether or not it's in its own type or not in its own type, then it is, uh, then it is fine. Um, sorry, in its time, uh, and uh, also uh, with with its with its type uh, is asur, um, and uh, you know in its time, you know because it's so severe, uh, it is asur. and Shmuel goes according to his reasoning, uh, and as we saw this as well, the Rav Shmuel, all forbidden mixtures in the Torah, Bimino, Asurin, Bamashu, even in the most minute amount would be Asur, Shalobimino, Minotain Tam. And he says, uh, you know, when it's mixed with something else, uh, it's only if it gives flavor uh, to it. And that's, uh, that is that. Shalobimino, Atubin, Minan, right? And, uh, you know, and, and Shmuel doesn't give an extra decree uh, as well. He's, his extra decree that he's not giving. In this case, uh, you don't say, um, you know, when it's mixed with its own type, you don't say, we're not going to uh, forbid uh, things mixed with not its own type. Okay. And according to this, uh, he says, when it's not during its time, it is allowed, uh, whether it's with its own time or not with its own time. And this, uh, therefore, this must be going like Rebbe Shimon that says Chameitz uh, before and after Pesach is fine. Okay, uh, last opinion uh, that that we have uh, for today, uh, or I suppose you know for this whole sugya is is the third. We had Rav and we had Shmuel, and now we have Rav Yochanan. Uh, Rav Yochanan Amar Chameitz Bismano. When the Chameitz is in its time, Ben Bimno Ben Shlomo Bimno. It doesn't make a difference if it's in its own uh, type of food or when it's not in its own type of food. Asur Bimnotain Tam. He says then it is Asur uh, if it imparts flavor to the mixture. Okay, if it's not during Pesach, he says, uh, when it's not during its time, I you not being so, um, uh, you know, worried about it in terms of Chameit during Pesach time, uh, it says it's always allowed, uh, whether it falls into its own type uh, or not into its own type. 
Okay, well, we'll discuss all of this as well, uh, but, you know, further, but, uh, you know, we just understand a bit now. Chameitz bismano, bain bimino, bain shlo bimino. Chameitz, during its time, during Pesach, uh, you know, whether it's its own food or not its own food, in the same time, Rabbi Yochanan Atame, he's going according to his opinion. Rabbi Yochanan Rash Lakish, Amatavar, because Rabbi Yochanan Rash Lakish both say, call Israel Mishotra, all forbidden mixtures in the Torah, bain be um, be minan or bain shlobinan, whether it's their own type or not their own type, but not ten time. He says all it is, uh, it's uh, doesn't make a difference. Can you taste uh, the, in the mixture of these things? It doesn't make a difference whether it's own type or another type. It's all about taste. Shlobismano, bain be minor, bain shlobino. When it's chametz uh, uh, not at its own time, uh, then it's mutarin krebi shimon. He says that is mutar according to Rebbe Shimon. Okay, so you know we it's it's a good place to stop uh, because we have we still have you know we've just put forward uh, the three views we've just set them out. Uh, we'll go into much more depth. Peace, Rosh Hashem, tomorrow. In the meantime, everyone should have a great day.